Welcome to the PT Legends Podcast, where co-hosts Dave Bess and myself, Scott Carpenter, share our journey in secrets of success. From our humble beginnings as personal training employees of a big box gym, to struggling studio owners that have made every mistake in the book, to where we are now, the owners of a multi-seven-figure business operating multiple personal training studios internationally, and now coach and mentor to fitness professionals in five countries and counting. This is our story, and these are our secrets. Subscribe to our podcast, learn, take action, and build your own fitness empire. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the PT Legends podcast. I am Scott. Big Dave clocking in. Clocking in once again. We have an awesome guest today. Uh, you may know him. His name is Colm O'Reilly. He is the co-owner of CrossFit Ireland, the CrossFit Ireland, like he's got the whole country. Um, he's also a business mentor to other gyms, and he has created also the, the mental health plan, um, which is pretty awesome, and I'm sure we'll get to talk about that today. And, and Dave, you're actually a client of that. My wife has been through the program as well. So, Gala, man, welcome. Thanks, God. I'm happy to be here. Appreciate you guys uh, letting me come on and talk. And hopefully everybody can understand the Irish accent as well. Hopefully. <laughs> um, people are going to have questions on the name because it's like you're missing a vowel. Um, pretty much everybody I know that pronounces your name a little bit differently. Yeah, there's like three ways of pronouncing it in Ireland oh. alone. So I would say it's, it's like you're reading a newspaper column. Mm. I almost don't even want to know the correct way, just in case I'm saying it that, wrong like i just want to keep it going that's close enough but when i go to the states my middle name is patrick so i just rock into yeah. starbucks and say my name is patrick because everybody gets that mm. so yeah um but uh yeah so c-o-l-m so yeah it looks wrong that's for sure <laughs> no doubt about it um so how did you get that in crossfit ireland they don't allow that anymore do they well like 15 years ago um, a friend bet me an ice cream that I wouldn't set up a CrossFit affiliate. So I did. And I just put through the name CrossFit Ireland. And 15 years ago, it made sense. And by the way, the ice cream was awesome, by the way. So I, got, I paid up. I got that. Not- it just made sense because we were the first. I, As far as I can remember, there was like six in Europe. There was four in the UK. There was one on like a US Army base in Germany. And we were like the sixth. So just like CrossFit Ireland. Now, of course, there's like four other CrossFits in our industrial estate, eight to 12 in our city. So I still get you. I, they all hate you. Uh, probably, but just probably for other reasons, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like we just grown attached to the name at this stage, but I'll still get like calls from people two, three hours away who think we're the, the governing body of CrossFit in Ireland. And I yeah. always have to explain, hey, no, they're, they're all separate businesses. You know, you'll need to contact someone like that. But we've just grown attached to the name. So we're going to keep it. Oh, it's good. Can you imagine yeah. having like CrossFit America? Is there anything more oh, American wow. than CrossFit Amer- America? It would I like, think oh. someone once tried to like register the name CrossFit the world. And they said, no, we're going to stop you there. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, so you were one of like, yeah, you were super early into the game. Yeah. So you've been, a, what was it? Like you said you've been a gym owner for 15 years or something like that? And uh, coming up on it, September 3rd, 2007, opened up CrossFit Ireland. Dang. Yeah. Dang. That's that's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. Been through a lot of changes. I hear the pandemic was really easy on people in Ireland. 
super easy. We only just sat back, you know, chilled. No one put on weight. No one, no one quit the gym. We didn't lose like hundred members. No, no, no. Smooth yeah. sailing. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was COVID is when, as you obviously know, when Dave and I changed things with underground fitness and then you were actually um, one of our earlier adopters into the PT legends program. And you kind of brought in high ticket um, into your CrossFit as well. You and Derek did. Yeah, um, which yeah. is pretty cool. So I was originally asked, like, oh, hey, Scott's got this thing. It's like, well, I don't have the gym to test it. Um, but we we talked, and then I remember you guys got on a call some Saturday afternoon with us or Saturday morning for you, and I appreciate that. And it just seemed like a good idea because I was I was worried, like, you know, am I gonna have to do a whole bunch of intros and get people back on to rebuild the business so there was that definitely that concern of that um and then also it's the idea that i've seen some people make brilliant changes in my gym they've dropped the 50 kilos or 100 pounds to put them in freedom units we can talk about freedom units right <laughs> freedom <laughs> units <laughs> i like that we're gonna go um, but i'd also seen people expect that you know, three CrossFit Metcons a week was going to rapidly change their life. And all of a sudden, their diet, their stress management, their sleep would all fall into place. Um, and it, it annoyed me because, you know, like, even though I'm not promising them, hey, you're going to make miraculous change, they would think, oh, well, I've seen people make miraculous change to CrossFit. So that's where the, the high ticket stuff came in. Now, don't get me wrong. And I've told everybody like high ticket is not for every gym. You've got to be ready. You've got to be ready to mm -hmm. learn how to sell. Like I liked doing intros and there was a lot of practice to go that deep emotionally with people. And I like that. I like digging the pay dirt. Like let's find out what's really going on. Let's find out if you really have a problem and let's find out if you're really ready to commit to it. Like that's tricky for a lot of gym owners. Um, so you know, when I stumbled through the first 10 intros and I was doing my my consultations over Zoom, which felt awkward. And then we'd go back into the gym and you're, you know, wearing your mask, doing your intro. Mm -hmm. So you don't read the facial expressions of people. Um, but, you know, and then we stumbled over our first few clients. We didn't hold them accountable either. So, you know, we didn't get the renewals. We didn't get the success story. So there was a learning curve with it. Yep. But having said that, you know, some of the results we're now getting with people can be, as you like to say, Scott, phenomenal. Is that my, do I say that word a lot? <laughs> yes. Yes. And you pronounce every syllable. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. I do. Yes, say yes that, that yeah. is. You do say that. Yeah. It's <laughs> good stuff. You got to stop listening to the podcasts. Okay. I'm just going to point okay. out like all the right. words I overuse. I didn't know I had like catchphrases and stuff. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, we, yeah, very thankful and cool group of people as well. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the cool thing is too, because the, there's a lot of crossover because with your mental health plan, which is um, more of an online program, right? Where you're working with people uh, mm. over Zoom and, and how you do it. But there's a lot of crossover in the skill sets that you learn on this um, in, in terms of how to attract people, how to handle the initial calls and do the consultations and follow through. So yeah, the cool thing is, is you created the mental health plan. And um, this is something that I remember from 
when we were in the same mastermind from, I don't know, was that two and a half years ago or something like that? It was pre-pandemic, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. two and a half, maybe three. I don't even know. But I was there like when in the early stages as you were kind of still building this stuff out. And that's what we had touched base on a lot because I, I had a project, right, that I was working on that evolved and, and it mixed into the brick and, our brick and mortar gyms and changed everything. Um, and then yours was the, the mental health plan. And so that has evolved over time. And I know it's valuable because I know my wife has been through the program. I know Dave has been through the program. Um, what what kind of, I guess, just tell everybody, like, what, what is the brief overview of that? And, and how'd you get into that in the first place? So, I mean, how I got into that is I struggled with my mindset, how I took care of myself uh, for years and, you know, tried doing the thing that most people do is like compensate some other way. You know, if you, uh, if you build the business, you're going to feel good about yourself. If you build the body, if you get the, you know, get the impressive lift, whatever, buy the car, buy the house. Um, and, you know, it kind of reached the point where I realized this doesn't work and I have to turn inward. and. You know, just basically, I was a experiment of one, kept trying things, seeing if they'd work. And then other people noticed it and said, hey, what are you doing? You seem like a lot calmer and a lot better. And also, then it said, oh, I can actually help people with this. I see people who are struggling with how do they take care of their mind? How do they take care of their emotions? I can help people with that. Had a revelation at the business mastermind that this is something I was very passionate about and could help people. Um fumbled my way through turning it into an actual system you know when you're getting everything out of your head into mm -hmm. something that can be replicable and teachable and then it just it just grew from there so that's how i got into it it's a short story what it basically is is everybody says you should take care of your mental well-being but nobody says the next step of like here's the actual daily weekly and monthly steps you've got to do to take care of yourself it'd be like in the fitness game if we were in the middle of our consultation we're like yeah, dude, you got to work out and did no follow-up whatsoever. You got to, you got to take care of your diet. Yeah, I get that. That's why I'm here. But it's like, okay, we're going to set you up with the eat one plan or we're going to set you up with my fitness pal or, Hey, you got to work out. Well, like, do I do chest six days a week? Like big Dave? Probably yes, not. That's the correct answer. Chest and delts. <laughs> go. Yeah. Well, what if someone came in and said, well, I'm going to go on the no potato diet. Dave would be, that'd be a hard no. Hard no. Hard no. But we didn't tell people what the steps are. We tell mm -hmm. them, here's, here's the sets you do. Here's the reps you do. Here's how often you train. Here's how you do your down regulation work with your daily movement. Here's how you take care of your initial stress. So it's like, hey, you should take care of your health, your mental health. How? Well, that's what the, that's what the mental health plan is, is. Here's the steps. I can go on or if you follow up questions. No, that's, that's, that's great. And you know, it, it, it works so well with, with what we teach with PT legends, right? And because it's, the workouts just aren't enough and following a diet isn't enough. And that's why, you know, when we have our iceberg, you know, when the, the foundation is the mindset, then habits, that's where we layer in your, your workouts and your daily movement and your routines, your structure, your eating plan, and then your environment, right? Those are all important. But that mindset, it's, it's easier said than done. And uh, I mean, that's, that's everything. That's, that's, that's everything it takes to have success in whatever field it is and to be able to keep it and sustain it as well. It's having that right mindset. But 
again, yeah, it's just easier said than done. Like you can't just read that book. Like, cool. I've got a good mindset now. I'm good to go. Yeah. Right. It's no more than me sitting down and watching Billy Blanks and Ty Bo. I can't watch a VHS of Ty Bo on the couch and be in shape. It no. doesn't work like that. But that's what we want to do. We want to read a book. I'm good. I, I get it. I'm good to go. And what I do when I show people who are ready, like, it's like, it starts with mindset. I always tell people, if you're not taking care of what's going on up here, pointing to the head and I put my chest in here, mm. either one or two things is going to happen when you start your habits. One is you're going to sabotage yourself because you don't truly know what's going on with you. You don't know that deep why of why you're eating the kale and the potatoes versus the McDonald's fries and fries aren't potatoes. Am I right, Dave? That's a fact. <laughs> <clears throat> or what happens is you could really get bogged down into, okay, when I lose 30 pounds, when I go to this particular size jeans or size dress I want, then I'm going to be happy. And then you hit that goal and you're still unfulfilled. It's because you haven't gone deep enough to look at what's going on inside you. Now, for some people, they're not ready, and that's fine. It's in the same way that a gym owner isn't ready to join a mastermind group, get a business mentor. They don't have the level of service delivery that they can really give a high-value, high-ticket program. And that's fine. It's just you're not ready yet, so that's why we might start further on up. And we've talked about this. Like some people, yeah, absolutely, you're ready. Let's start, let's start taking care of what's going on in here. But if you're not ready, okay, let's start with some habits. If you're not ready, okay, let's get you on the cross trainer twice a week. At least you're doing something and we can work on it when you're ready. Yeah. But for my mind, it's, you got to start looking internal at some point. Absolutely. That's great. And can you give people like a little bit of taste of like what you, what are some like big fundamentals? You know, what's like the the top one, two, three, like fundamentals that, people don't do that should be obvious or, or what's a good place for somebody to start? Okay. Well, I'll explain how it works and then I'll work mm -hmm. back how it starts. Okay. So pretty much all our fulfillment, all our happiness comes down to what we do each day and our relationships with people. So in order to do our daily habits, we need to know who we want to be. A big thing that people miss when they read Atomic Habits is James Clear says, first decide who you want to be and then make your habits votes for who you want to be. So if you want to be a good husband, a good father, a successful businessman, a great coach, you've got to decide that first. So but when you come time to like deciding, well, what is my identity? What are my values? What are my priorities? That can be a little bit scary mm -hmm. because you might realize I've never defined myself before or oh my God, I have all these values, but I'm not living up to them. Or I say my priority is family, but I work 80 hours a week. I say my priority is health, but you know, I eat takeaways four nights a week. So that's on the, that side of it. The other side of it is the relationships and communication style. Well, how we talk to other people is generally a reflection of how we talk to ourselves. So we've got to work on our self-talk. And when you first start walking, working on your self-talk, you realize that well, I'm not that kind to myself. I beat myself up a lot or I judge people and myself and circumstances an awful lot. How I interpret events is not helpful and healthy. So before you start defining your identity and fixing your self-talk, you've got to learn the skills of kindness and forgiveness so you can guide yourself through this change. So that's why we teach the skills of, well, how do you do forgiveness and letting go practice? What is kindness? 
But before you get to that, you've got to tune into what are your sensations in your bodies? What are your emotions? And what's swirling, swirling around in your head? What are your thoughts? So that's where I start people with is like, let's tune into your thoughts in a minute a day. So that, that's the basic of the program that I teach. And, um, you know, things that people could do and could benefit from every day. What we do with all our, you know, our transformation clients is they have at a minimum one minute sitting quietly every day just to let their brain downregulate a little bit. I like to use the analogy of the snow globe. So like your mind's like a snow globe. It's been shaken all day and it's getting inputs all day. You wake up, you've got your TikTok, your phenomenal PT Legends podcast. Mm. You've got radio, you've got demands from people, emails, just object regular noises. You've got all your work. You got to sit quietly and let those thoughts kind of settle so the important thoughts can pop up. So sitting quietly each day just allows you to downregulate. Now, you sit quietly. Look at that. Oh, look at that. I actually have in my miracle minute, if you're watching this thing live, I have my globe right there. So that's how I settle my, my thoughts. Yeah. Thanks to so if you've no mindset training and you want to fold this into a habit-based program, a high-ticket PT Legends program, just that's it. It's like one minute of mm -hmm. downregulation each day. Just sit quietly. You don't have to do anything. You can breathe deeply if you want. You can do a body scan if you want. Just sit quietly one minute a day. That peace of mind will expand it. The next thing I do is a very simple one is if you do something kind each day, you get out of that scarcity mindset. Just think about it like this. If you had all your needs fulfilled, you felt really secure in your income, your relationships, your job, what would you naturally do? You'd naturally look around and say, hey, is everyone close to me getting what they need? So you can reverse engineer that by doing one act of kindness a day. It's a real simple thing. You can just Check in with a friend. Send someone a good meme because you're like, hey, I want to make you laugh. So that's why I always say. Might be Dave. some Marvel memes. Who knows? Marvel memes to Scott, potato memes to Dave, because it's basically saying, hey, I care about you guys and I want to mm -hmm. make you smile. But when you do an act of kindness, now that act of kindness can be as simple as before you launch into business meetings, you just ask someone that extra question about how they're doing. If you know they're into racquetball, ask them, that they played. If they're um, a fan of hockey, you ask them about how the season's going. You ask them about how their family's going. That's an act of kindness. What your brain is doing there is if, if I can invest energy in checking in on people, I must be okay and I must have enough instead of working at a scarcity, mm -hmm. which gets you out of that fear mode and panic mode, which means you're going to make better decisions. And then at the last thing at night, it's a, a forgiveness practice. Just practice letting go of things. And that could be as simple as while you're brushing your teeth, thinking, okay, whatever happened today, find something to forgive yourself or something to forgive someone else. It can be something small, like um, one of my clients, uh, she suggested she forgave herself for not making her bed. And I thought it was brilliant because like, if you make your bed or not, you know, it doesn't change much in the world. But for her, she makes her bed because it's like, you know, the first action on taking control of my environment, she could forgive herself for that. Then you can learn to let go of the bigger things, the, you know, the relationships that didn't work out, personal or professional, or the chances you didn't take in life, or the mistakes you made when you were younger, you can learn to let go of them. Or the people that have hurt you, you can learn to let go. Because then, again, it frees your mental energy up to be better the next day. Mm -hmm. 
they would be my top three things. Yeah, those are really good. Those are really good. And it, I think, you know, a, a lot of times we get so wrapped up when we, when we want to make a big change. Like we go all in and change so much. And it's just like, hey, let me, I'm going to meditate for 30 minutes a day. And you can't do that for more than like three or four days. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't work like that. I think people really underestimate the power of small changes, of small habits. Um, and that's where you have to start because consistency is everything. It just doesn't work without consistency. Yeah, 100%. And by the way, I've done, like I've tried different, different strategies because I'm mm -hmm. into this. I'm really passionate about developing peace of mind and helping other people develop peace of mind. And I've done like 60 minutes quiet time for 60 days in a row. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's extreme. And if you're starting off, if you've got someone who's never ran before, you're not going to get them to run a marathon. If you've got someone who's never drank any water before in your life, you're not going to say, hey, work yourself up to like a gallon of water a day. You're going to take it small. A freedom um, gallon, well, right? We, well, I, that's why I didn't mention leader because I knew you uh, wouldn't understand what I meant. <laughs> Some sort of commie European measurement system over here. <laughs> but what I tell people is like in the depths of winter here in Ireland, um, we're a little further north than Arizona. It's like, it's dark from 4 p.m. until mm -hmm. like 8 or 9 the next morning. And after the winter solace, it starts getting brighter by about 30 to 60 seconds each day. Six months later, we've got sun, sunrise, um, sunlight until 10 p.m. And it's the sunrise is at 4 a.m. So the days are completely changed around. The temperature has doubled or tripled. And you've got that much more brightness in your life. And that's one minute a day. So one minute a day of calming your mind allows you a little bit more calm. One minute, one small act of kindness adds up to you feeling a little bit more secure, letting go of all the mistakes we make in our day. So we could have a mistake like, you know, not wearing the proper shirt to a, to a podcast. We could have the mistake like forgetting to email someone back. We could have the mistake of being late for a meeting. And then other stuff could happen, like the barista got our coffee order wrong. So they, they shouldn't flip out in that scenario is what you're saying? You should absolutely <laughs> flip out. That's the advanced course. I teach you how to flip right. out uh, at baristas and Starbucks. That's nice. the important thing. Nice. Yeah, if you can't express yeah. your anger, if you hold it in until you explode, you need to learn how to let it go in small amounts. Yeah, yeah. We might need to spend more time off this podcast to kind of yeah. dial into <laughs> feeling the emotions versus like taking them out on people. But you're dead right. It's the small changes, and it's the same with same with the body, and same with your finances. Like you don't have to completely overhaul your finances to get out of student debt, but you start changing it, you're going to be better off. Yeah. You do one workout a week, or and I know we've had people. Um, my first. You know, since uh, since we, we did PT Legends, the first transformation client we have, we made him commute to work. He worked at home. We said, hey, walk downstairs, walk around your apartment block and back up three or four flights of stairs. Mm -hmm. Why? Because now he wasn't rolling out of bed and going on Zoom in the same T-shirt he slept in. Mm -hmm. He's taking a little bit more pride in his appearance. He's not wearing a three-piece suit, but he's taking a bit more pride. His second habit was once an hour, get up, have a glass of water and stare at the window so he could downregulate because he's staring at the screen all day. Dude lost three kilos before he even started training with us before we opened up after lockdown. 
It's amazing. Three kilos is about seven freedom units. Seven seconds. <laughs> 7.6 freedom units or something like that, I think. Yeah. That's that's the small changes. It's amazing. It's amazing. But yeah, that's that's what everything is, is small changes. And you know, it yeah, when you started developing the mental health plan, that's when I got really into ironing out habits. And that's when my first iterations of the 63-day transformation kind of came up. And that's when I built out like our the habit tracker that we all we all use the first iterations of that and i've been doing that for yeah like over 2 years now um my own habit tracker and refining it right and starting small and then that turns into something bigger and it's just it's how much i have changed over the course of 2 years has been remarkable from just tracking small changes and like you said figuring out hey who do i want to be which you know, can take a while to figure that out sometimes, um, particularly if they don't have a guide, right? Um, but, but then, yeah, figuring out, okay, what do I need to do to get there? And starting small and working from there. So I'm sure, have you looked back at like your first week of your habit tracker? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd say it's completely different, right? So different. I had no structure to my days back then. And it, it, it's funny because that's, that is my businesses, while they, we didn't implement everything that we've done in PT Legends, they were still doing good. They weren't doing great like they are now, but they were doing really well. And I had worked myself where I was, um, I did have uh, functional retirement at that point, right? All these places could run with me maybe working five hours a week, but I didn't. And I didn't have any structure and I didn't really know where I was going. I didn't know who I wanted to be. And I was in this limbo and I was just kind of lost and I was very unhappy. And then when I started figuring those things out and building these, this structure into my day slowly, because I had none, so it had to go in there slowly, right? And then now, um, yeah, I wake up with purpose. I wake up with priority. I have structure to my days. And over time, I've modified that to continue to become the person that I want to be. And it's just been everything, you know, everything to me over the past couple of years. So, so it's I okay love what to, you built. I love what you yeah. do. So it's okay not to be perfect. You can't do this wrong. Is this a true question? No, not a question. <laughs> it's what you said about like, you know, figuring out who you want to be and your values and priorities. It's more important that you ask the question rather than you like get the answer right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... Dave, is it more important you eat potatoes or you eat potatoes perfectly? It's more important you start eating potatoes, right? It's true. And then, then we're going to figure out the right levels of paprika and butter and mm -hmm. what combination. That's it. It's in, uh, even if people aren't ready for a high ticket program, it's more important they start. Yeah, we can get there. And I've had, um, yeah, I had a mindset client with one of my guys who did come in and just start with training. Mm -hmm. And a couple of months, and then he was like, hey, I know you mentioned other services when we did our initial consultation. Let's sit down. And we sat down again, and I went through the heaven and hell with him. And I said, dude, you need to address your mindset. You're ready for it. He's like, cool. I said, and then I said, right, we're going to go to our accelerator, which is like the, the high ticket light, the medium, medium offer. I don't know what's the best way to call it. 
where we give you your habit tracker, but we check in just once a month instead of weekly. Mm-hmm. And now he's making, you know, remarkable, phenomenal progress with that because he was ready for it, but he started. Yep. If you don't know who you are and who you want to be and what your priorities are, that's okay. Asking the question will start shifting where you want to be. Absolutely. And you know, that's, that's, this is, I mean, it's exactly what we've done with kind of PT legends. When we, when we first started doing these high ticket transformations, we, we are really good at selling them. We had everybody kind of do that accelerator program, but they weren't ready for it. Right. And so now we're the, the next evolutions. We really help people identify when they're truly not ready for it right now, but you can paint that vision. And then when you check in with them at week four, week eight, a lot of them are ready for that next step and they get way better results that way. And then, yeah, same thing with, with gym owners. You know, I've hopped on conversation with gym owners with what they have going on. You know, now's not the right time for them to learn and implement these strategies. Like we might need another two, three, four, maybe even five months with the things that they have on their plates right now. And uh, I think it's important that, that you take time with things. Most people are very impatient and they want results tomorrow. Well, everybody, right? Oh, yeah. I want the results yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah. What I, what I say when I'm explaining, if someone like, can't understand the idea of defining your identity, it's, it's basically like your true north. If you lived in Florida and you were like, oh, I don't want to live in Florida. Well, you could jump to Arkansas. And you're like, well, I don't want to live in Arkansas. I mean, you jump to Mississippi. But if before you started moving, you said, well, where do I want to live? Do I want to live in New York, Chicago, Phoenix, Arizona? Well, now you've got a direction and you can start moving in that direction. And that's why it's important to invest the time. It's like, who do I want to be? Just asking the question is enough. And you can start really outrageously like, well, I don't want to be an axe murderer. We'll just presume everyone listening to this podcast doesn't want to be an axe murderer. Could be a microaggression if you're an axe murderer. <laughs> Could be. Could be. And then you get to the start defining this. And as you refine it, then then your habits fall in line a little easier. Very nice. You're ready for it. Although Patrick Bateman in American Psycho was a pretty cool axe murderer. That's true. He had, a, he had a lot of knowledge about Whitney Houston and Huey Lewis in the news, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, that's such a good movie. That's such a good movie. Um, yeah. So anyways, I, I have also like picked up a few things from just hearing my, it's funny. Some of your stuff has trickled down to me through my wife as well. And in particular, when you had mentioned, um, uh, giving yourself forgiveness. And I think a lot of gym owners, cause we're all entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs are typically tougher on themselves than anybody else. And I think we all kind of fall into that. We're our own worst critics. Um, and that's a very common thing that I see. So, but I've heard her in talking like with calls with you, um, that has translated to me. And then I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I can see where I'm doing that. I mean, she's just talking about her experiences, but then I'm like, oh yeah, I, I, I can, I can be pretty unforgiving to myself sometimes. And so I've tried to be very aware of that as well as I've been moving along. Yeah. Well, if beating yourself up worked, it would have worked by now. Mm-hmm. True. So sometimes the kindest thing people can do, it's instead of like forcing yourself to go to the gym and forcing yourself to start starve is go talk to a caring guide and have that caring guide nurture you through it. 
It's like, hey, let's not throw out our entire pantry today. Let's just see how many chocolate bars we're going to eat this week. And then the next week, okay, let's get you in the gym three times this week. Don't worry about, you know, how much weight you're lifting, how much set you're doing, you're in the gym. And that can be the real benefit of the real act of kindness is committing to a, a high ticket or a deeply involved coaching program. Mm-hmm. I was, I've been very kind of myself with writing the book because at first I'm like, I need to write a chapter. Then I'm like, why don't you just start writing? How about that? They write for yeah. 15 minutes. Let's start there. Cause that's a hard thing to start doing. And speaking of, I want to ask you a question then. Are you going to write a book at some point in the future? My book, I'm, I'm hoping it will be out in the next three or four months. What? I didn't even no, know my that. Book, my book is written. Um, I got on the 1st of April, I got like it back from the proofreader and I've never seen so many red edit marks on a Microsoft Word oh. document in my life. <laughs> like, and it's so funny because the way I wrote the book was uh, I heard of something called a vomit draft. It's like, just write it. Don't worry about how good it is. Just vomit up on the page. Leave it for two weeks, go back and refine it. Then leave, leave it for another two weeks, refine it. So I did that. So it went through iterations. Then it's like, read it out loud. So my dog listened to it. And it's like, after you do all that, then send it off to your proofreader. And the proofreader comes back and it's like, hey, this shouldn't be capital. This should be like this. You know, this shouldn't be a comma here. You take it all out. So it's, yeah, it's getting ready to be formatted and put out there. Dang, I did not know and that. Called, Very cool. It's called How to Mind Your Mind. Very cool. Love it. I just, I don't know. I just sensed it. I'm like, I I feel like Colin needs to write a book. And there it Mm -hmm. is. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I will be one of the first purchasers of your book. Thank you. No doubt about it. Awesome, man. Truly awesome. Okay. So uh, tell everybody listening out there, um, what's the best way to find you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? If you have any questions about what you do or the mental health plan. So I have a um, mindset group on Facebook. It's called... Mindset Health Productivity focuses on that fundamental mindset. If you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not making your brain healthy, you can't really focus on productivity. So it's all about health first. You can follow at the Mental Health Plan on Instagram or Facebook or me at O'Reilly Column on Instagram or Twitter. And just uh, find me anyway. If you say something about Irish potatoes, I'll probably pop up on on the internet anyway. (laughs) It's a C-O-L-M. For anybody out there trying to spell this and can't figure it out, C-O-L-M. So, Callum, thank you very, very much for hopping on. Uh, It's a pleasure having you. And um, everybody out there, thank you for tuning into the PT Legends podcast. We will see you next week. Take care, guys. Dave and myself, Scott, would love to thank you for tuning in and listening to the PT Legends podcast. You can get direct access to us by joining our free Facebook group. Go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash seven-figure personal trainer. That's seven-figure personal trainer with the number seven. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep on learning and keep on living. Finally, if you picked up any tips whatsoever in this episode that you found helpful, be sure to leave us a review and tell us what you like best about it. Can't wait to see you on the next episode.